0: That is a duel from June. Jim Tim Cahill has done it again. What a goal by Tim Cahill. Thompson. Uh, yes. Five goals to Archie.
1: Swing out for Dinkas, head up from what Melbourne. And the league champion. Don't lose,
2: On not have to the four Diego's. G'day,
3: everyone, and welcome to the 4 Diegos here in 1116 SEN, Melbourne's home of sport. Rodrigo Rodriguez with you on a Friday night. Oh, what a a night. Um, When Melbourne victory came back from the dead, boys. Yes. Uh, and uh, Drew with Central Coast Mariners 3 all. We'll get into all of the details very, very shortly. But uh, firstly, thanks to the SEN call team, Teo Palazzeri, J.P. Howcroft and Michael Huguenin on another fine effort tonight. Uh, it was a great night. Vinny Venezuela, you're in the house as it's well. Ex-
4: it was exciting for the neutral, uh, Rodrigo. It was. Moderately <laughs> uh, exciting for a victory fan because we came back from the dead. But And, uh, you know, I don't know where, where you sit as a Mariners fan. Well... You
3: know, well, where do you sit as a City fan, uh, Warren? How do you... Well, can I honestly say that I was driving in thinking that I was
5: going to have the best two hours <laughs> Because of, victory was going to lose. Because victory was yeah. going to lose, and it was going to be similar to a number of nights, too many, multiple evenings that we've had on the back of insipid Melbourne City performances where it's just been, you know, despair and heartache and whatever else, but... Um, Victory to their credit. And you have to say they, they did probably score. They scored three and they probably could have had enough to score another three to win the
3: game 6-3, as it turned out. Carlos Alberto, Diego, it's a bit exciting, wasn't it? The second half, it was a very, very exciting game. But you're in the house as well.
6: As a person who hasn't got any uh, investment in any of the teams in the A-League, I really enjoyed that uh, game tonight. And I, and I called it when they got to 3-2 at the 65th minute, Rodrigo. I said... Oh, well, it's just all over now. Victory's going to win this game. And then but they, they just took Yeah, they took, their foot yeah, they the, took the foot off the pedal. Mm. That was the big worry for me, mm. that when they had the spark and when they actually got into the groove and they looked like they were going to really go away with the game, they didn't. And I think that's a bigger problem Carlos, than what they delivered in the first half.
4: With all due respect, soccer <laughs> gods, mate. The, the ball didn't want to go in a couple of times there. It just didn't want to go in. Yeah, You know, so they did. I don't know if they took the foot off the pedal intentionally. I just think uh, they, the, the pendulum, the momentum pendulum swung a little bit against the victory momentarily. Then Barisha scored in Fergie
3: time. Oh, it was unbelievable. Mm. So let, let's, uh, let's have a look at it as the final whistle gets underway. We're going to take your calls right throughout the night. This is your show tonight, nine 11:16. The Central Coast Mariners scored three goals in the first half, Ascroft in the 12th minute, Bingham in the 29th, Austin in the 34th. And then Melbourne victory had it all to play for in the uh, second half. They scored three goals as well. Barisha scored from a penalty in the 60th minute. Archie Thompson came on and scored his 90th A-League goal in the 66th minute. And uh, looked good. Yeah. He needed more than... Yeah. He needed 91 tonight. But, uh, and Barisha then uh, scored in injury time in the 91st minute. And a crowd of 14,268 at Simmons Stadium in Geelong. I thought there were more. Just not, I kind of I, it's, haven't it's got It's those different colour seats. Yeah, yeah. It's
6: like the, uh, the Gabba. <laughs> yeah, that's right. With all mate. the different colours. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. You can have five people in that stand look like it's full house. But uh, yeah. I, I, I always liked... That, by the way, we talk about Geelong and then mm. playing over there. I thought it was uh, a really good event and lovely event again. Nice spectacle. I think the... Uh, it, Even though it's a big ground, it doesn't look even with fourteen thousand doesn't look like it's empty or anything like that. I just think it's a it's a really lovely place to play football. I know people are still against the fact that it's an oval AFL ground, but. Uh, I think Simon Hill said on the on the call tonight that it's one of the narrow, yep. narrower AFL, AFL uh, grounds, so it suits a soccer pitch
3: better than most others. But I, I kind of like the spectacle of playing at uh, Simmons Stadium. Definitely, I, I, it looked really good on TV. Uh, Vinny Venezuela, what is the hotline tonight? It's
4: the uh, back. Well, it's the Lazarus hotline, Rodrigo. It's the back, aka back from the dead hotline. So if you're a victory fan, let us know about the comeback. Were you happy? Were you not happy?
3: If you were happy, why? If you weren't, why? (laughs) Does it feel like a win, or does it? You know, you're a little bit disappointed, Warren. You've got yeah. I have a
5: counter hotline. Oh, what is that? (laughs) The counter hotline is the covering the cracks hotline. Ooh. Can I just say
3: something? You mentioned something
6: about Melbourne City, and you tried Mm -hmm. to compare them at their worst to to Melbourne Victory. At Melbourne City's worst, they were inept. They were a rabble. What was Melbourne's victory, Melbourne victory at, Vic, in the first they, half today? Victory were just uncompetitive in that first half. So They a, weren't a rabble. They so, weren't inept.
5: So in, on the scale, you know, like a 10-point scale, inept and uncompetitive, like, is there many differences when between When I say uncompetitive,
6: things? you can actually be competitive going forward, but when you... When you when defensively you turn over the ball, or uh, in an offensive way you were turning over the ball, no. and suddenly you're out of position. Uh, that's an. It's actually, I, if, I, I, I it's not that they were uncompetitive. They were actually arrogant with the way they played their football in the first half, I and they really underva- uh, underestimated. Uh, Central Coast Mariners, the way they turned over, you'll get your say in a minute, you'll get your say in a minute, Uh, the way they turned the ball over in areas and they just didn't have the depth in their defending to counteract that, that was a a sign of arrogance for me.
5: I would have thought, Carlos, that coming into the 23rd or fourth year of the Diagos of the New Year's resolution (laughs) for you would have been not putting words into my mouth. (laughs) Now, I never at any point. Melbourne City have been the most inept yeah. At their in their worst moments. And
6: you're being kind by in saying In their that. worst yeah.
5: moments, they've been the most inept team in A League history. <laughs> oh, in oh, the geez. history of the okay. competition. All I right, don't think big. I don't even think the North Queensland Fury, Fury <laughs> <laughs> were inept. <laughs> as Auckland as Kings?
4: But but, but (laughs) Warren, I I take issue with the word insipid. I don't think victory were ever insipid. I I don't think they were potent. But they've never been insipid, even when they lose games. (laughs) They're never insipid. And they, you know... Like I said before to Carlos, I think there's some some balls just didn't want to go in. That that one where it almost went over the you know, it was like pinball machine football oh, yeah, but at you the goal mouth.
6: Yeah, you know, th- this is where the covering the cracks issue that, that Warren's talking there's about cracks. Yeah, look, and, and really we cannot walk away from Central Coast Mariners a young team yes. that had a good win last week, but really they've been the, 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 the team that everyone... Boys, we, we won't kill the lily here, Carlos. Yeah, we won't. Yeah. I mean kill they're, the they're, lily. A t- they're a team that um that basically uh, have really been out of their depth for most of this year. They were leading 3-0 at half
5: There are cracks in victory, and I'll tell you at some stage what the cracks are. So <laughs> it the, takes, uh, I'll take pleasure good, good. No, no, in great. having a look at that. So the
3: Lazarus hotline <laughs> is 9429 1116. As the cracks are starting to appear hotline, just call Warren's mobile <laughs> on no, no, 0439.
5: Yes. The rest is yours.
3: Let's go to Dane in Geelong, uh, who's called in on the Lazarus hotline, wants to talk about the game. G'day, Dane. Welcome to the Four Diego's.
0: Hi oh, boys, how are you
3: tonight? Yeah, very well. You in the car on your way back?
0: Yeah,
3: that's it. How'd you feel? How are you feeling? Do you feel like that was a... The, you're relieved or are you feeling like that's a loss?
0: I feel very relieved because as when first, the first half had ended, I thought we were going to be down. I thought we were not even going to win. Then second half came and we scored three goals.
3: And I'm so happy. Mm,
6: good. So, so what's your, what's your synopsis, know about their, uh, their first half?
0: Well, obviously Central Coast played a better game than Victory. Um, Victory, they weren't using their opportunities to score, and that's what they have to learn more, to just put it in the back of the net.
3: Yeah, good on you, Dane. I I, I totally agree with you. Um, You know, clearly, clearly they looked, they had more energy in the second half. They were out a minute earlier, according uh, to the boys on the uh, SEN call team, and uh, they were keen. So, hey, thanks for your call, Dane, and... uh, Take care on the roads. Let's go to Dom in Craigieburn. Wants to talk about the game, of course. day, Dom. Hello, lads. How are you going? Yeah, very well. How are you feeling?
7: Oh, look, I'm really happy with our performance overall, but um were really disappointed with the Musket because he didn't understand. We were playing with a three, fake 352. Uh, we had one, one striker. We had no midfield because if you watched the game, we had three defenders, but we had probably another seven uh, strikers. So there was no gameplay in the centre. They're trying to use the wings, but they weren't too successful.
6: I think that's, uh, Tom, that, that's what I was sort of alluding to, Dom. I felt it was a little bit of an arrogant performance in that first half. Whether that was an instructional, whether that was by design, uh, by musket, I'm not sure about that. I just think that uh, some of their boys were pushing forward and they just weren't in a position to transition to a defensive position uh, you know, defensive mode when they lost the ball. And suddenly you see Central Coast breaking and suddenly it's like 2-on-1 and 2-on-2s two at different times. I mean, Charlie Austin was just ripping him apart. Um, the boy uh, uh, who scored for Bingham. them... Bigham. I mean, he, he looked like a star tonight, that kid. I mean, yeah. I saw him last week and he was a bit scratchy. He was okay. He showed a bit of promise. But tonight he looked like a star. He really gave Broxham a lot of problems.
7: I believe that the problem that we have, as you were talking before with the boys... The cracks that we, we have is Barusha is a great player, but it's time for him to go. Finkler is not 100%. So you, you want hang on, hang we on. We just signed him. Hang on, Don. <laughs> he's
6: locked in, uh, son. Hang on. You, you want to get rid of Barisha? Is that what you said?
7: Look,
2: I do I do believe that he's a
6: great player, but he's got no legs anymore. Because every time he was getting the ball,
8: it
7: was like it was puffed out. And even Finkler, our midfield wasn't existent.
4: Dom, my my <laughs> my concern with Barisha is sometimes I feel that he 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 chases the ball too far
6: back or I mean, he's he scored too two goals. No tonight. no no.
4: So I think he runs him. He runs a lot. Yeah, and he's he on works nine really goals hard. in the in, yeah. the in the goal score. He's I, second.
6: In, he's second in the goal. I don't scoring. want to get rid of him. No.
4: <laughs> sometimes I want him to yeah. just play a little bit more central and forward, uh, rather than run as much. I, I think he's working really hard.
3: Yeah, I, I think that. Dom, I was listening to you. Uh, until you got rid of uh, <laughs> good Brisha on, Good on you Dom um, oh, He's not entitled to his opinion But uh, they've just signed him for another two years Haven't they um, gents But uh, there you go Dom, Dom who uh, drive carefully on your way back uh, G'day Ivan Welcome to the Fort Diego's Lazarus Hotline uh, On nine four two nine eleven sixteen. Good G'day Ivan
0: yeah, good day, guys. I just can't believe the last quality. Give it to As yeah.
6: Rodrigo says, Ivan, everyone's entitled to opinion, except Carlos. That's,
0: that's true. That's true. I mean, look, I, I personally believe we're sort of playing him in the wrong, not so much in the wrong position, but I think that the teams have sort of figured us out. And every time Barisha gets the ball, there's like three defenders straight onto him. You don't see Barisha making, uh, you know, those runs through the center and one-on-one with the keeper anymore. That's just... Uh, it doesn't exist anymore for us. I, I personally believe that we miss our captain, Carl Valeri. You know, he's been the leader in the midfield. He controls the game. He's got a huge presence in that midfield and we, we really miss him. Um, uh, just one thing about Kevin Muscat. Yeah, I mean, you know I mean? Don't say it. It's, it's, <laughs> <laughs> Look, guys. You know... Um, uh, personally maybe there's there's a couple of players there for instance uh kafala I, I just think he's he's getting he's old we we all know that he's probably thirty three thirty four thirty five years old um the other players the other teams have sort of figured him out now yes he has signed another contract musket is damned if he let him go at the end of the season at the end of last season and he's doomed if he signed him and he, he did sign him i mean there's Look, i um, it's a long trip back to Melbourne, boys. You know, <laughs> <laughs> we're going back. You know, we had a few beers and we had, we had a great time in Geelong. We loved Geelong. We and I think we're going to go back again to Geelong next year. Um, but you know, the hope is still there. Uh, I truly believe that you know when our captain comes back, things will get back to normal, and uh, we, we're still looking forward. It's, it's still a long season. The last thing I'll say is, you know, you can win you can lose more than what you win and you still make the top six in this league and uh we haven't given up, mate. We're still gonna be there at
6: the end of the year. They will be there, Ivan, at the end of the year, no problem. But also, you know, rest assured, in that second half, they really did push Central Coast back. They started opening things up, penetrating left, right and centre. Barbarussis was just he just lifted completely. Arch Thompson came on, started finding gaps all over the place. So, you know, when we talk about Kalphalar, we talk about Barisha. Look at then, when the team is up and running with a bit of spark, in that first half there was no spark, no urgency, and again uh, their defensive transition was awful. And that's where Central Coast killed them. Uh, what was it? Something like ten corners to to one or something in that first half? Something some incredible amount of that was corners. was scrappy, Carlos. Yeah. their turnovers were. Yeah, it was oh. just in really bad areas too, and they just didn't have the depth in the in their defending to sort that out. But the second half they really lifted. I mean, Georgescu was throwing himself into tackles. uh you know, was awesome was really having. A, I mean, they all lifted. And so judge them on that rather than the first half
5: because the second half is what's more likely to happen for the rest of the season. So do you want me to start reve- unraveling the cracks? Keep the First thing. Let's make it. Yeah, let's do it. So, Well, I mean, I, first thing is there's no doubt they miss Carl Valeri. That's the first thing I'll say that, you know, no team in the A-League can have your captain and one of your most important players out for long periods of time. It would happen in any other team. So I think the Carl Valeri thing is... It's an absolute crack. It's a, a crack. He's, it's a crack. He's, he's hurt. He's ill. It's a crack. The second It's one, not a crack. That's not a crack. crack. It's a crack. It's not a crack. Without him, there's a crack.
6: Well, oh, that's a bit different. It's something you can't do much about. If he's, okay, if he's ill, thing, you can't do much about it. Second
5: thing, I think they've got to make a decision <laughs> about a being... fracture. <laughs> they've got to make a decision about Ben Calfalar. He's been substituted oh, nine out of the... He last week to win the game.
6: Substituted. In the first half, he's, he's had a crack at goal, and the young boy in goal is a hyphenated one. What's his name? Um, Come on, Carlos, Hewitt Bell. Yes, thank
3: you. He's, he's an 18-year-old
6: goalkeeper. A, 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 a from the royal family, Hewitt Belt. <laughs> uh, he, he,
5: he, yep. he, I mean, the guy in the first half... Nine up, out of 11 times he's uh, been substituted, Carlos. Doesn't mean and that I he's a bad player. I personally think that what we're looking at is a point to which when Archie's match fit and can play 90 minutes, I think they're going to have to make a difference. That's di- not Archie's make... future. It's not Archie's <laughs> future. <laughs> it Archie will be playing off the bench for the rest of the season. Ben Kelfala and Archie
3: Thompson. Warren, don't peek too. I've
5: got early with a couple a, of yeah, more. Yeah, don't peek too we're early a with couple the cracks. Of we'll, How we'll do you think I'm them. going?
3: Yeah, no, they're good. They're good. Ben Calvalaris a crack?
4: Look, they're hopeless. No, no, they're FBK not is not all. a crack. He's a crack. He's <laughs> not a crack.
3: <laughs> Nine <laughs> out of eleven times he's been substituted. <laughs> well, Calvaleri not being in that team is a is That's a troll. A, It's the it, San Andreas <laughs> fault. I probably crack. my
4: question is why they took FBK off because he was he was causing a little bit of trouble on that side, but his legs were probably getting a bit tired. But Warren
3: says he's finished. He's not finished. No, I didn't say he's finished. All right. Let's go to Johnny uh, on the Lazarus hotline. Good day, Johnny. Covering the cracks hotline. Greensboro. Good Is it covering the cracks or Lazarus hotline for you, Johnny?
8: Uh, look, you guys look, I was just about to say to you that you've got to ban the two previous call of callers for life. <laughs> <laughs> between them between them they want to get rid of uh, Finkler, Barisha, <laughs> uh, uh, Calfola, and Musket, and I think there was somebody else.
6: Yeah, and just and off then, air, they want to get rid of Messi from Barcelona, too. <laughs> <laughs> And then you started talking about cracks and Valeri <laughs> being a
5: crack. I think you need to go too. Yeah,
6: Warren, out you go. <laughs> Who is this? <laughs> this is uh, Johnny. Johnny, yep.
5: Johnny yeah, this well, look, is the best up. two hours of radio as a City fan that I can muster. <laughs> <laughs> okay? This is as close to crisis as victory have been since they had Jim Magilton. So I actually want this moment. <laughs> Mehmet.
3: Come on, Johnny, look, mate. I, have your say? I'll sake. tell
5: you what. Look,
8: I'll tell you where, where I think the cracks are. And, and it was probably mentioned by um, one of the two your commentators earlier, but... Uh, one is, I think, victory are very good when they're up and going, but they are very, very predictable because I'm not sure if they've got a game plan, a game plan, a big game plan to go to. But um, I think that from, from that point of view, it makes them a little bit vulnerable. But the other thing, I reckon, they're just not bringing enough and youth into the team, and you, you know, and, and guys like Kelsey, it's like it doesn't necessarily mean you drop them out of the team you know, you, you just got to rotate them around. Maybe they need to find a little bit of spark. They need uh, something a little bit different. But when you don't have youngsters, and there's some good youngsters around these days, and these boys have been taught to release the ball early and and, and can, you know, can create a fair bit of enthusiasm. So that's where I reckon the crack is. Yeah,
6: but John, Johnny, to be fair to the club, they've lost five players. Thomas Deng is a star in, of the future. Jason Guerrier, for me, is a star of the future. Uh, Connor Payne, a bit disappointing, I've got to say. He, he, he could do more, but he's still a very, very good player. Scott Galloway... Um, and there was one more too. Um, well, they've just Galiforco, yeah. yeah. Right. So, I mean, those five have just gone away. I mean, that, that adds a hell of a lot of depth to that squad, and it's out, that's out of Muskie's control. He's got Valeri missing right now, and the one who's a little bit disappointing for me at the moment is Oli Bozanic.
5: Oh, he's a crack. He's he was a, one he, of mine. He, <laughs> he's,
6: he's, he's actually plateaued a little bit in his form. Mm, I'll talk about uh, plateau uh, cracks. It yeah, oh, okay, well, yeah. fair enough. But, Johnny, <laughs> I, I just think... Just wait till the boy. I mean, unfortunately, this is out of Muskie's control.
3: Uh, they're the five boys that you're talking about. All of them can play. Thanks, Johnny. Thanks for your call. Um, very interesting tonight on a night when Central Coast Mariners came to Geelong and uh, took it up to Melbourne victory. They were 3 0 up at half time, and in the end, credit to Melbourne victory, it was 3 all right at the end in front of uh, nearly 15,000 people at Simmons Stadium. We'll uh, take your calls. Yes, Warren, before we go. I was going to
5: say, do, I want, do you want me to hold the. F- more
3: cracks no, until just, after haven't the break you have come up with no, one crack no, yet. no just, just cover the cracks for the moment ok no worries um, if anyone's seen Warren <laughs> yeah. uh, anyway um, <laughs> hey if you're uh, on hold at the moment please uh, stay with us we'll come to your calls right after the break on the Four Diego's on 1116 SEN Melbourne's home of sport
6: the Tramier Rovers football club logo has its origins set over a hundred years ago when the club was born out of the coming together of a local cricket and football club the logo, a shield quartered, possesses four emblems intersected by a football and a shepherd's staff. Why the staff? Well, Tramiers Old Ground Steels Field used to be a farmer's field. Horseshoes on either side of the football and a tree continue the rural theme, and the picture of the sun has its origins in the club's Latin motto, ubi fidi ibi lux e erubet, loosely translated, where there is faith. There is light and strength. This has been a useless trivia moment by the Four
9: Diegos. Welcome
3: back to your Four Diegos final whistle here on uh, Friday night. We're taking your calls right throughout the night on 9429 we have got a couple of hotlines going after Central Coast Mariners <laughs> and Melbourne victory. Played out a very exciting game of two halves, really, boys, wasn't it? Uh, <laughs> sorry, I had to say it. Uh, three all when Central Coast Mariners were 3-0 up. At half time, and then uh, Melbourne victory just uh, for fun, or scored for fun in the second half. Barisha scored twice, and Archie Thompson came on and scored in the 66th minute, which was his 90th A League goal. So, uh, 14,268 people at uh, Simmons Stadium in Geelong. Um, it was a fantastic night, boys. Nine four two nine 1116. What is the hot topic, Vinny?
4: It's the Lazarus hotline, um, Rodrigo, the Back from the Dead Lazarus hotline. Call us if you're a victory fan.
3: And what's your hotline, it's Warren? It's the Covering the Cracks hotline. Yeah, so give us a call on 9429 1116. 9 but before we do that, let's head to Brett Phillips at Tennis Central. Thanks to AFT Hire for all your temporary fencing, portable toilet and crowd barrier hire. Call 1300 946 660 or log on to afthire.com.au. G'day, Brett.
9: Yeah, good uh, Good to uh, speak to you guys. Uh, big night of uh, live sport. Just uh, witnessed a nice little masterclass here from the great uh, Roger Federer on uh, Pat Rafter Arena. Two hours and six minutes. He makes his third consecutive uh, semi final of this event, defeating uh, Grigor Dimitrov, who for the first time took a set off Federer in their four meetings. But uh, he gets past. Another young pub. In fact, he's got a, an amazing record—a 40-3 record against opponents born in the 1990s. So, far the time not catching up with Roger Federer at this stage. 6-4, 6-7, 6-4. He'll take on young Dominic Thiem in the semi-finals tomorrow. It'll be Bernard Tomic up against Milos Raonic and Federer. Speaking just a short time ago here on Pat Rafter Arena.
3: Thanks there, uh, Brett. We'll come back to you uh, another time uh, in the next half hour or so with thanks to AFT Hire. Hey, uh, as I said, let's get back to the football now. Central Coast Mariners and Melbourne Victory 3 or Let's go to William on the Lazarus Hotline from St Albans. G'day, William. Welcome to the Fort Diego's final whistle.
7: Hey, fellas. How are
3: you? Yeah, how are you going? How are you feeling? Yeah. Are you, yeah. Are you relieved?
8: No, I'm disappointed we dropped a point. Uh, we should have taken all three tonight. I think like you said and like the other callers said, the midfield struggling, I think Mane and Mahatse, they, they don't have enough deck and even Makarounis isn't good enough although he wasn't in tonight, I think Bazani he was taken out as a sort of sacrifice in the midfield but we did really struggle there and I think that's where the problem lies.
6: I think William also, we can't underestimate the fact that Finkler's been missing for a couple of weeks now. And uh, and a creative type like him probably needs some miles under the, in, in the legs before he gets into the groove of things. And, you know, when he's really running hot... Suddenly, that uh, that front end is just electric. There's a lot more op- opportunities uh, that open up for the likes of Barbarossa Barisha, and also Cal Falar, and and also Thompson when he's on too. So uh, it just may be one of those ones where the depth in the in the squad at the moment, because of Valeri's injury plus Oli Roo's going away, okay. I think that all adds up to. It up to this situation where they're just not going to be at their best right now. Uh, but really, you know, they got the point. I mean, they did show championship form in that second half to come back from 3-0 three, three down. That first half was probably as bad as they've played this year.
8: No, it was terrible first mm. half. I mean, there's some guys with me who thought Finkler was no good. And I say, you need to give him a chance. He's been injured. He's coming back. Yeah. You know, you've got to give him some legs, you know. That's fine.
3: That's Absolutely. Right. Well... Yeah, I, I kind of agree with you. you. You wanted to take all three points tonight, as you always do, but um, yep. they had so many opportunities in that second half. Thanks for your call, William. Hey, drive yeah. carefully on your way back uh, back home. Let's go to Adrian um, from Reservoir. G'day, Adrian. Welcome to the fi- final whistle. Just uh, look at where well, Adrian's gone already. He's, he's probably got home already. Let's go to <laughs> Zach in Caroline Springs. Zach, welcome to the show. Oh, yeah, thanks.
10: Um, I was just thinking, you know, about our game yesterday. It's a bit sad that we that we have to concede three goals to kind of
4: like come to kind of come from the dead to get the you snap I mean? in the shorts. I'm I'm right with you, Zach. It uh, we should have had three. We should have been three goals up in the first half and not asleep in that first half and not exactly. waited to to
6: to be under the pump. But you must be pretty, Zach. You must be pretty proud of the fact that uh, we all looked doomed at half time because uh, they were pretty poor in that first half. That they all came back, changed the way they played. And, uh, and actually uh, came back and nearly won it.
10: Yeah, but, yeah, I am. But, for example, if we're playing some of the bigger teams in the league, such as Western Sydney and all that.
5: Melbourne City, Zach, you're right. No,
10: Western Sydney. <laughs> I said, sorry,
5: I thought yeah. you said Melbourne City, Zach.
10: Oh, no way. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, if like Western Sydney and all that, you can't give them that spot. Like we gave these sloppy goals that you don't even want to be competing one a game, you know what I mean, let alone three. So it wasn't like um well, it wasn't that convincing but to come that that last 45 minutes was like really amazing like what we done against um Velvet City the other week but this one we converted
4: Yeah can I just say one thing uh, the the first half we we weren't as imposing as uh, we needed to be obviously and clearly, but uh, let's not take anything away from uh, the Mariners counter attack. So we're very polished and precise, and each player did their job accordingly. I think uh, uh, victory had sixty percent of the possession, but it, it goes to show that if you've got a good counter attacking strategy yep. and, and you pull it off, you can you can win games. The the tragedy for Mariners is that they just didn't uh, keep that
5: lead. And I think um. Zach, you're right in the fact that as much as you won't want to admit this, they, victory you know, started slowly against Melbourne City a couple of games ago and were 2-0 down and, and really then came back and had a similar second-half performance to what they had tonight in terms of probably creating more than enough chances. I think the interesting thing for victory is they aren't as clin- they haven't been as clinical in taking the chances as what we would have otherwise expected them to be you know it's it's difficult to think that they had as many chances against melbourne city and you know didn't didn't get a didn't win that game and then tonight you would have thought they they would have done that so as much as barisha is scoring you know and regularly scoring, and not just from the from but he 's not blocks. at his best you No, though he's, he's not still, but they 're not getting okay. a lot of other goals well
6: this is, this is the thing you talk about what 's wrong with them at the moment the The service from midfield at the moment is probably not as precise as they used to when 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 Barbaris is ripping people apart it 's usually one on ones, and that 's what he was doing in the in that second half, but at the moment, especially in today 's game in that first half you know they really didn't move that central coast mariners defense around at all i mean they just were quite comfortable with melbourne victory playing ahead of them except for that first save i think there was a save from ben Calfalar yeah. in the first half and then there was a, a quick shot and turn by barisha in that but other than those two shots they they really didn't trouble the keeper at all it, and which makes it really comfortable for that a very young back four to uh to absorb some of that pressure so you know I think Finkler, give him a few more runs, uh, Valeri back, apparently he goes to see the doctor or they get you know some sort of assessment on the 18th, and soon after that he can start training, which means he probably won't be ready for three or four weeks as far as, you know, he might play within two weeks, but he might not be ready physically for a couple of... So you might see that they might have a few of these stodgy games for the next couple of weeks, uh, and, and you might see, you know, sometime in February, but... They will certainly make the finals. Victory will certainly make the finals. Got too much quality in that team, uh, and yeah. You know, and, and look, they've got to go through some sort of a slump at
3: some time, and I think that's what they're having right now. Absolutely. Let's go to Daniel in Backus Marsh. Good day, Daniel. Welcome to the Four Diego's Final Whistle.
4: Good boys. Great show.
3: Thank you. Uh, good on you. How are you feeling? You yeah, relieved or you a bit uh, disappointed?
0: Very pale two isn't a boys? It definitely uh, was. Are we I didn't feel we played that bad, but the actual counter attack in the first half was pretty woeful wasn't it like uh, just the first initial central goal uh Central Coast uh, goal was pre- pretty impressive with the header but the two following that was just no pressure on the actual uh, attacker at all
6: yeah and but Daniel I, I I rarely see Lee Broxham get found out for his size but on that first goal he was the defender behind um, who scored that uh,
9: Ashcroft, Ashcroft scored it Ashcroft,
6: yeah. Uh he was the defender behind him, and we had Mahazi in front. Now, we can't expect Del Delpierre to mark everyone in the box at a corner, but they really weren't touched tight on him at that point in time, and I just felt Lee was a bit found out on that one. And on the second goal, too, by uh, Bigham, uh, he was a little bit away from his uh, defender. He was one-on-one in the box, and I just felt he was a bit late to, to you know, sort of lunge into that tackle. So, um, I just, tonight wasn't Lee's best night, but he was probably left isolated at times, and he should have been helped a
3: bit more.
5: Do you want me to uncover the next crack?
3: Yep. Thanks for your call, Daniel.
5: The next crack? They're missing Mark Milligan a lot more but than not, I would he's have he's not said. there, though. He's not but there. But Oli Bazanic is not Mark Milligan, and I don't think he's so going to be able to... Oli well, Bazanic will
11: tell too... you that
4: himself, uh, Warren. He'd say I'm not Mark Milligan. <laughs>
5: there's <laughs> too much pretty... There's not enough go forward from Oli Bozanic. Are Bizzanik. you saying
6: Oli Bazanic is pretty?
5: No. The way a, he plays football? He's a
6: nice footballer. He,
5: he's not... He's too nice, not enough go it's forward, not his too job. much job. He's, he's
6: never been a, a one of those penetrating types of players. Well,
5: they need penetration from the midfield they're not getting it and as such i think that's really preventing barisha from getting in behind the line getting behind the last line of defense barbarous barbarous getting behind ben kalfala is not been anywhere near as good a player this season now i'm not sure whether mark milligan plays a huge role in that but what i'm saying to you is that Oli her He's industrious. He gets around the pitch really nicely, plays lots of nice short little passes, but too lateral to me, not enough go forward. And that's meaning that they're lacking the penetration it that they otherwise would have.
6: It was interesting that he have. was subbed. It was interesting that mm. they subbed him. Vinny?
4: Uh, look, look, I don't think Bezanic is is probably quite what people are expecting of him i don't think he's doing the i think he's a good player i don't know that he's sort of been as successful in the role as we needed to be and i think they are missing milligan but milligan's gone i i also tend to think that um if you defend deep and and clog it up it's very hard for victory to get through in that first half and and if if a team are fit and and the, ready for the, the counter
6: Vitty, Vitty, victory at their best can break down teams. We've yeah, seen it can. time and time again. Uh, yeah, they can. The urgency and the spark is not there right now for, from a, for a variety of reasons. I'm not sure what that is yet. It could be an underdone Finkler. It could be a, a game plan that's a bit too predictable. I think in time, but the championship qualities we saw in that second half, and I think when they make the finals, they'll be right. They'll be cherry ripe. They'll be peaking at that time. That's when they need to. Yeah, be. I
4: don't. I don't think. I yeah. think uh, the game plan probably has to modify it a little bit. I think the spark is there. I, I, it's not always coming together, they but lost, uh, I, I think they're there.
6: They
3: lost a number of their defenders tonight. A couple of those young boys, um, Gary. Yeah, it's yeah.
6: Gary was gone, and uh, well, Galloway it, it wasn't playing anyway, um, but. You know, and you, Deng, you, of course. Yeah, Deng.
3: Yeah, Thomas Deng's been fantastic yeah, for he's them. Been good. Let's take a break now. And uh, Theo in Hampton, uh, the text of the night so far. You guys crack me up uh, <laughs> referring to your cracks there, Warren. <laughs> hey, let's take a break now. If you're on hold, please hold the line because we're going to get through as many calls as we can tonight on the Four Diego's final whistle. It was a three-all draw. Central Coast Mariners and Melbourne victory in Geelong on 1116 SEN, Melbourne's home of sport.
6: You know what EPL stands for? Every player loaded. To all English Premier League coaches out there, happy coaching. This is the Four Diegos.
3: Yes, we're here with the final whistle on 1116 SEN Melbourne's Home of Sports. Central Coast Mariners 3, Melbourne Victory 3. It is the Lazarus Hotline, and Warren, what's your Hotline tonight. The
5: covering the cracks hotline. <laughs> covering Rodrigo. the cracks.
3: Yes. Uh, originally, it was relegated <laughs> to yeah. people calling your mobile, but it's <laughs> just been elevated. It's yeah. grown it's just been promoted. Legs,
5: because the cracks are there.
3: It's been promoted to nine four two nine eleven sixteen as well. Hey, before we go to your calls, let's go to Fox Sports very own uh, Michael Good G'day, Michael. Welcome to the Final Whistle.
1: Yeah. good day, gentlemen. Uh, great to have you uh just driving back down the highway
3: back to along great company on the way home oh good yeah some of our calls have been asking uh for Barisha's head we've had uh calls for Kevin Muscat but uh, anyway they've been banned now um hey how, how was that that now that was a uh, that was your uh your stereotypical game of two halves wasn't it
1: yeah, I tried uh, my very best not to use that terminology. Well,
3: we always do. <laughs> we don't. We don't <laughs> miss.
1: game interviews. I think we avoided that. But I, I, I'm uh, I'm with um, with you. I, I think it's actually the, the the cracks. Where where are the cracks? <laughs> I think it's more about the problems Melbourne Victory got at the moment rather than the comeback, uh, for them to lo- be losing 3-0 at half time to the bottom team in the competition who are missing some of their best players. Let's not forget Nick Fitzgerald and Adrian Caseras were missing from that uh, starting 11 tonight as well. Very inexperienced side who showed the, the champions up in a big, big way in the first 45 minutes. And I think that would be the, the point that would be concerning Melbourne Victory fans and, and Kevin Musket and the players deep down uh, a lot more than what they were able to do in the second half.
5: Zappers, it just seems to me that the team has—they're not getting the momentum throughout the whole game that you normally see from. They're not as—they're not maybe as clinical in terms of finishing. Well, they certainly haven't been in the Melbourne City game and today with regards to their chances, and they just don't seem to be—you know—able to to flow through games as what they have been earlier in the season.
10: Yeah,
1: and you know, talking to Ben Paprisha after the game, he, he just said it wasn't acceptable, wasn't good enough. Uh, I asked him about the the verve and, and the spark and, and why it was was missing, and 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 he couldn't put a finger on it. He said, you know, at half, in training this week they were they were fantastic, and uh, and everything seemed to be going beautifully. Oh, I think actually the the amount of change that the team has had this year, every week there seems to be two or three changes. Some of them. Uh, most of the time, uh, around injury and around players being unavailable with with Ollie Roo's duty, but when you look at the consistency of the starting eleven, it's it's almost non-existent this year compared to what they had last year. And I think the the problems in the midfield are, are there for all to see. You, you touched on Mark Milligan earlier. He's an irreplaceable uh, player, uh, one of the best uh, that we've seen at victory in the 11 years of the A League. So. To replace him is, has been uh, a really difficult task for them. And then to lose Carl Valeri on top of that, what they miss with Carl Valeri is his his communication on the park. Apart from everything else that you've spoken about and his ability as a footballer, his ability to communicate and lead uh, on the park and direct. Traffic on the park is something that I think they're sorely missing as well.
4: Zappers, uh, Vinny here. I saw that Kevin Musket sort of was also blaming himself for not working hard enough in that first half. Is that, did he let the fourth official get away with too much?
1: He was very quiet in the first half, actually. Um, I, I think he was just as shocked as everybody else uh, as to what we were witnessing at Simmons Stadium tonight in that first half. He is very, very uh, vociferous. Uh, it should be said in 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 normal game mode but in the first half he was just sitting back and uh and shaking his head at, at what was being uh, he was seeing in front of him and uh i'm not sure if he uh, could put a finger on it to tonight he'll he'll take a little time to assess what happened in that first 45 but uh it was interesting to hear some of the the messages coming out of the, the change room at half time and and uh, speaking to Paul Trimboli at half time he was saying that uh there were some very, very stern words had at half-time by Kevin Musket to his players um, along the lines of, this is just not acceptable, what we've uh, done in that first 45. He asked for a response. He got it. But the real question is, why was Melbourne victory so poor in the first 45? They can't afford to do that for the remainder of the season if they're going to win the grand final. I agree that they can win the grand final still. They've got the right players in that squad, but... Big question, Mark, is can they be consistent? And uh, at the moment, when you look at their last six games, uh, there's still huge questions to answer
6: for this side. Sappers, it's Carlos. Uh, how do you think... I, mean, I love Lee Broxham. He's been fantastic. He's a great leader in that side, and he's earned his spot on merit. Uh, but I felt tonight, without Valeri in the team... Uh, he was a little bit found out by the, the big boy there, um, Josh Bigham, at different times. Uh, on, the, on the second goal, I thought he was a bit late closing him down in the box. And then uh, in the, with the first goal with Ashcroft, he was actually a little bit off his man and Ashcroft, Ashcroft out-jumped him uh, for that goal. Um, he's usually very, very good, but perhaps he has, he's been isolated a bit tonight and he's been found out a bit. What do you think? Yeah,
1: look, I think... Um you're right. I don't think he's, he's a natural central defender. He, he's done a great job over the years in in fixing problems or plugging a gap that Kevin Musket has had. And uh, he's, he's a warrior and he gives 110% every week. There's no doubt, no questioning his commitment to that side. But I just don't think he's a natural central defender. And, uh, and tonight we saw that he, he did make a couple of mistakes and uh, he'll know that. Uh, but when Nick Ansell came back in, all of a sudden he, he sort of felt like the structure was hmm. there. He's a big lad. He reads the game well, Nick Ansell, and he's got that presence about him. He almost scored uh, in that pinball action uh, towards the end there. And he's got the presence even in an attacking sense. So I'd like to see Lee Broxham play in the midfield uh, and Nick Ansell alongside Mathieu Delpierre. When you look at the grand final, they were the two central defenders that Melbourne Victory started the game with. And uh, I think that uh, you know, when Kevin Muskett's planning for this season, he's planning to have Nick Mansell and, uh, and Mathieu Delpierre as his two central defenders. Uh, it'd be great to see Nick Mansell start next week if he pulls up well. And they need him in that side, I think, if they're going to, uh, to go deep into the season.
3: Hey, Michael, uh, we always appreciate you talking to us after you've worked with Fox Sports. And uh, some insight tonight. Uh, was uh, Warren was uh, very, very happy with... Uh you are kind of siding with him on the on the cracks uh, situation, well done, but, uh, but uh, <laughs> hey, thanks for your time, Mike. Drive very very carefully on your way back from Geelong, and uh, we'll talk to you again soon. And Zappers, don't turn to the Disco Channel just because uh, you're off air. Okay, <laughs> yeah, that's right. I
1: know, no, I've still got a fair way to go, so I'll be with you boys, and looking forward to tomorrow night. Uh, should be another great night, Melbourne City against uh, Western Sydney
5: Grand Final <laughs> preview, Zappers. What <laughs> have,
1: have Melbourne City done? terms of fixturing, two weeks in a row, two big home games, and they're up against the big bash (laughs)
3: tonight.
1: And against the Derby again. Bad luck for Melbourne City, but look, let's hope a big crowd gets there and uh,
3: this should be a cracking game. It should be. Uh, Mike, uh, thanks for your time tonight. There's uh, Michael Zaponi from Fox Sports. Hey, um, let's go to Brett Phillips at Tennis Central.
11: Hammers Central. Thanks to AFT Hire for all your temporary fencing, portable toilet and crowd barrier hire. Call 1300 946 660 or log on to afthire.com.au. Guys,
9: uh, second of the women's semi-finals being played at the moment here on Pat Rafter Arena. It's one-way traffic. Victoria Azarenka, the former world number one, leading Samantha Crawford uh, three games to love. The winner of this match will take on Angelique Kerber, the fourth seed from Germany, the world number ten in tomorrow night's uh, final. Uh, we had Roger on pause uh, before. Let's hit plays, is what he had to say when he uh, won just a few moments ago, and in through to another semi-final here in Brisbane.
11: After. A wonderful win. Give us your thoughts on the match. You were in all sorts of trouble in the second set. Came back. The tiebreaker didn't go your way, but again, we saw Roger Federer do what he does best: lift.
12: Yeah, I mean, it was, it was tough. I thought it was an exciting match. Uh, Gregor uh, it's a great shot maker. Um, futures ahead of him in the game, and uh, yeah, it was a it was a good fight back in the in the second set. But somehow, he got really off a great start in the in the breaker, and deserve uh, deserved that one first set you know he handed me that break point which was big for me then maybe didn't go my way in the second but in the third it was close and uh, thankfully i started to serve maybe a little bit better and maybe didn't have his best finish of the match uh, today but uh, you know i i enjoyed it anyways <laughs> and uh, maybe some of you guys too who knows
11: <laughs> i loved it as has happened so many times in your career there's the words defending champion does that an extra impetus into Roger Federer when you walk down on this court, you're the defending champion here at the Brisbane International. Um, it used to be tougher
12: when I was younger because I was thinking constantly how many points you have to defend. Uh, for those who know the ranking system, you know if you lose first round, you lose all the points you did last year. Um, so it's like you didn't play, but you came all this way for nothing. So it's kind of kind of rough on you if you think that way. That's why you know you just play match for match enjoy yourself coming back and you think of the good memories the year before and, and then give you all you have and uh, thankfully it's happened so many times that i did get
11: used to it a little bit and that has helped over the years as well well dominic team won a, a big match against mara he's your opponent now the semi-final that's going to be a beauty i uh,
12: hope so uh he's a great shop maker himself he's got a one of the strongest uh, one-handed backhands we have in the game, and he's also up and coming. I practiced with him in, uh, in Switzerland uh, this last year, and I was very impressed what I saw. And today he had a, a really tough match against Cilic, and these are the matches the young guy's got to win now, and, you know, to take it to the next level, and that's exactly what he's doing, so it's going to be tough.
9: Roger Federer is safely through. And a quick update of the Hopman Cup Australia. Green tonight need to win one of these matches against France to qualify for the final against the Ukraine tomorrow night. Daria Gavrilova trailing 6-4 in the first set but uh, and, and trails 3-2 in the second. So she's got some work to do. It might come down to the racket of Nick Kyrgios up against Kenny DeShipper. Back to you boys. More tennis shortly.
3: Good on you, Brett. Thanks for that. Uh, Brett always does a power of work during the tennis uh, with thanks to AFT hire at Tennis Central. We'll cross to Brett a couple of times in the next hour as well. Hey, uh, on a day where Melbourne uh, victory drew with Central Coast Mariners 3-all, this is the Four Diego's final whistle on 11.16 SEN, Melbourne's home of sport.
6: Sometime, Frankie, when the Socceroos are up against it, when things are wrong and the brakes are beating the boys, tell them to go in there with all they've got and win just one for the Four Diegos. Well, something's got to get them to the World Cup. This has been a special half-time pep talk
3: by
9: the Four Diegos.
3: It is the final whistle here on a Friday night. Uh, Melbourne victory took on Central Coast Mariners and took Central Coast Mariners to Geelong, by the way, at Simmons Stadium in front of 14,268. Three all in the end. Central Coast Mariners were 3-0 up, believe it or not, at half-time. Ascroft, Bingham, Austin scored in the first half for Central Coast. Then Berisha scored uh, from a penalty in the 60th minute. Thompson in the 66th. And uh, Berisha scored uh, just as well in the 91st minute. It was a fantastic game and... uh, we'll take your calls tonight. We've got a couple of uh, hotlines going. We've got the Lazarus hotline, Vinnie. Uh, Warren, you've Created one just because you're understanding. Covering the cracks hotline, uh, which and Warren, is taking over. Warren thinks it's taking over. I yeah. don't think
6: it's taking over, but he well, thinks it's taking you over. He's you know, you taking
3: l- over. Ma- Michael Zaponi's basically endorsed <laughs> that hotline. <laughs> What's uh, yeah, now? He's, <laughs> He's just li- driven off the road <laughs> now. Zappos is listening to the disco as we speak. <laughs> that's right, that's right. Disco music. Nine four two nine eleven sixteen. Thanks for holding Aidan, Gary, and John. We'll make sure we'll come back to you first up in the next hour. This is the Fort Diego's final whistle on 1116 sem Melbourne's home sport.
0: Tim
7: Cahill has done it again! What a goal by Tim Cahill! Thompson!
1: Five goals for Archie! Sling out for Dukas, head yeah. out from Rock Melbourne,
3: and the league champions! God bless On 11-16, SEM, the 4 Diego's. It is the final whistle, uh, the second hour of the final whistle here on 11.16 SEN, Melbourne's home of sport with the four Diegos. Rodrigo Rodriguez, Vinnie Venezuela, Warren Diego and Carlos Alberto Diego. In the house tonight, answering your calls on nine four two nine eleven sixteen. We'll take your text messages on zero four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen. Vinny Venezuela, you came up with the uh,
4: Lazarus l- back from the dead hotline, Rodrigo. That's the official hotline. That's the, That's
3: official, the official hotline. Official. That's nine four two mm-hmm. nine eleven sixteen. Then Warren, as is undisciplined normally, <laughs> yeah. um, the rogue law
5: unto himself. Yeah. What was your hotline? Well, I ended up. I had to. Pull back a bit because of the 3-3 draw. I had so many hotlines going through my head <laughs> on the way in, but it's ended up being the covering the cracks hotline.
3: And if you've just joined us, the reason uh, you know Warren's drive-in was topsy-turvy <laughs> is is that Central Coast Mariners, a Melbourne victory, played out a 3 all draw in uh, Geelong at Simmons Stadium in front of a crowd of uh, 14,268. Central Coast Mariners were 3-0 up at halftime. Can you believe mm. that? Ascroft, Bingham and Austin scored, three young players, and they were... You know, even though Victory had... How many twelve odd penalty, uh, not penalties, corners, course, yeah, yeah. corners yeah. in the uh, in the uh, first half or something like that? But uh, you know, victory should have got something in the first half, but it was three nil, and then those kids were walking into the change room
6: celebrating. They were the Cedricote. They were celebrating. It's like New Year's Eve for them walking <laughs> into the change room at <laughs> <laughs> halftime.
3: and then and they actually had a bit of a drink at halftime, <laughs> <Yeah>. and uh, <laughs> That's you know, right. actually, they had a bit of smoke. Yeah. They yeah. were too <laughs> young to drink. That's yeah. right. Yeah, and uh, and then all of a sudden, well, in the sixtieth minute, Barisha, uh, well, Barbarossa' has got a penalty. Uh, Barisha Barisha converted and uh, then Archie Thompson came on and scored his 90th A-League goal in the 66th minute and then Barisha just uh, made sure that uh, Victory got a point in the 91st minute. It was a fantastic game to watch. It was uh, quite nerve-wracking because Victory should have in the end won this because they had so many chances in the uh, second half.
4: Rodrigo, can I just say that I thought at halftime Victory were going to come out with nine men and just... Draw it, you know, three three, <laughs> like they did previously. Yeah. So we're always going to draw that game.
3: All right. I think it's uh, fair right now to go to Aiden, who's been a real trooper and held on for a little while. G'day, Aiden from Coburg, and welcome to the Fort Diego's Final Whistle. Uh,
10: g'day. I just wanted to talk about, or oh, one of our cracks, our goalkeeper choice. Lawrence Thomas was with us all the way through to the grand final, and then we bought a new goalkeeper. And- be fair, Vukovic hasn't been playing
6: well at all. So, Aiden, you're saying Vukovic, Danny Vukovic, <laughs> is a crack. He's a crack. Hey. Hey. Uh, calling it hard there, Aiden. Actually, I've got to say, you didn't pick this up, Warren. Mm. I, Danny's not at his best. Well, Danny's he's, admitted he's not at yeah, his best. Yeah, absolutely. He's, Aiden, good pick up there, mate. Uh, Danny Vukovic is not at his best. He's a terrific goalkeeper. And I've fought for the second goal, even though, the, you know, he, he sort of. Came out to close it down I thought Bigam actually put it away Nicely into that far post Where maybe Danny could have done a bit
3: better there too Were you a little bit angry today Adrian? Aiden? Ah uh, yeah
10: Um Well happy to get the draw again But I do think that we can do a lot better Against The team spot
6: on the ladder Well that's go. true is, it, is anyone Inspiring you at the moment though Aiden? Or is everything bad A victory?
10: Um well uh we have not well we haven't really been playing well. Mm. But I reckon it's kind of we really need to step up. We've gone from a team that's won the prim- the the league and now we're what are we, fifth? Yep, Stuff fifth. Like that. Yeah,
3: definitely no, you're actually uh sixth at the moment.
10: Sixth, exactly. Mm.
3: Mm.
5: Yep. I think Adam Aiden, sorry, you're hundred percent right. And to take a line out of ment- from mental as anything, I think the cracks are getting bigger. But, <laughs> and before before
3: hey, hey before we get the calls, you're actually fifth. Sorry, yeah. I was right the first time there, Yeah, so but they can't make the top
5: much. two. Yes,
6: they can. No, they can't. The hey, cracks, don't worry about Wa- what bigger. Warren
3: says. It's a great call, by the way.
6: Very. Yeah. If we, we had, had prizes, the kiddie, Carlos, the kitty's ringing tonight. I'll tell you what, we should get off radio and they should be coming Actually, in doing the job. Actually, I should probably give up. Because they really do know their stuff, I... Aiden, Fantastic analysis of what's been going on. I think you picked up a, a player who's probably underperforming at the moment in Danny Vukovic. Uh, but
3: he'll be right. He's quality and he'll be right, Aiden. So just hang in there, mate. Good on you, Junior Diego. Angry Aiden tonight. Um, let's go to Gary in Roville. How are you, Gary? Yeah, hi, how are you? Yeah, very well. Thanks for holding too, Gary. That's
0: right. right. I'm going to agree with Aidan... Um... My sole reason why I called was about uh, Danny Dukovic as well. Um, I just think since the Wanderers game, when he left, made a few mistakes, it's just been his best.
6: And and to be fair to him, Gary, he's actually mentioned that himself. So I'm not quite sure what that is. Uh, He was terrific at Perth and before that, uh, I think Central Coast, he was before that, and he was terrific. Um, but he just seems to be not at his best, even though he's had good moments at different times this season. Uh, but look, he, the quality's there. It's just a matter of maybe having a more stable back four. I'm not sure what it is, but, uh, you know, um, yeah, it's, it's just one of those ones
3: that I think we may have to wait for him to really hit some good form. Good on you, Gary. Thanks for your call uh, tonight, and thanks for holding on. Let's go to John in Mooney Ponds. wants to talk about the game tonight, of course. G'day, John. Uh, Hi guys, how are we? Yeah, very well. Thanks for holding. And uh, how are you feeling? You feeling relieved? You feeling happy? You feeling disappointed?
7: Uh, No, I'm feeling angry. Um,
3: Angry, angry, John.
7: Angry, angry, because I have to agree with Warren. (laughs) Is that
3: the first time, John?
7: Uh, Probably. Uh, (laughs) And the reason, the reason, the reason why he's uh, picked a hot topic today because he's been
4: covering
6: the cracks for Melbourne City for four <laughs> <laughs> he, knows, he knows how to do yeah, it. He, he recognises the cracks. He's an expert in finding cracks.
4: Warren is doing well, what boys. Mourinho does. He, you know, he, he, just, <laughs> he goes out and takes a bullet, makes it all about him rather than his team.
6: Yes. Mm.
4: There are still cracks in Melbourne City. Don't worry about that.
7: Now, boys, I have to say that there is few cracks without a doubt. Now, on today's game, tonight's game, he was screening the back three and back four. Mahazi, I mean, I don't – it's just – you know, it's – I know Zapp made a lot of good points. Um, you know, the thing that's missing is Milligan and and Valeri. One thing I would want to ask Kevin Musket, why is it that he hasn't played Thomas Dang as often and thrown Broxham in the middle? Um, but to be what? fair to him,
6: John, he has been playing him regularly in the last couple of – what last, since the derby – I think he's played nearly every game, hasn't he, uh, Thomas Deng? Uh, I
7: don't. If you ever look, I think he's played a handful of games.
5: Yeah, yeah but, but the games.
4: he's played a few in a row, though. I think he's in favour at the moment. He's just away. Yeah,
7: in your last couple, but you know we've we've haven't been really totally convincing. I mean, you know, Bazanich. I'm glad he took took him off. And my next week lineup would be. I mean, I love Nick Ansler, right? And I think. That, that back line with Nick Anchel at the back, uh, that well, said, it was just took shape. Throw Broxham in the middle, get get into you know, get stuck into a little bit. Mahazi's not gonna get stuck in. He can spread the game around a bit. Um, and you know, give Bazanich uh, a give percentage a spell on the bench. I mean, I understand Muskie's gotta play him, but, you know, no, nah, no, nah, you know, I agree with what Warren said earlier. There's just too much you know he's not a guy. He doesn't break lines. He's not gonna. He, he, there's a lot of passing around, a lot of energy, a lot of you know swinging of arms. Um, he looks like a very little busy player, but he's just not a milligan. And but would you milligan, play? But
6: John, would you play Broxman Mahazi in the same midfield, and 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 demote a Bezanic?
7: Yeah, I, I would. I would stick with Finkler. I'll get get Broxman to do the dirty work and, and get Mahazi to screen.
6: Yeah, I think I think I feel you're doubling up a little bit with Broxy and, and Mahazi. And uh, look, it depends on what Muskie's view of Bozanik is. If he feels that Bazanic is just out of form and he just needs a bit of a kick up the backside, yeah, rest him on the bench because and, and, he wasn't happy when he was dragged tonight, that's for sure. And he might respond positively to that. Um, I just don't know. Finkler's obviously coming back from injury, so he's just not. In totally great form at the moment, obviously, because he's still got to get that, and he's probably shown in the past that he needs games under his belt to reach that really elite level that he that we know he can get to. Um, I don't know; it's going to be an interesting one because he doesn't have a lot at his disposal at the moment because the kids are away. The five or six kids are away, or five kids are away, for of which three of them are, are starting. You know, starting in the team, uh, they're away at the moment with the Oldie Ruth, and they will be for four weeks. Uh, or till the end of January at least. So uh, it's just, you know, you don't want to be messing too much with a team when you don't have a lot of depth. If you've got depth, you you teach people a lesson. But when you don't have the depth, I think it's a real juggling act. I think uh, Muskie's just going to head down to the
4: CSIRO and uh, try and get this uh, virus that Valeri's got (laughs) sorted. I think he's got to do that. That's where the pressure's got to be. It's a
6: bit of a worry, you know, because, you know, they're saying that I'll get an answer from the doctors on the 18th of Jan. I mean, this is a long time. It is. This has had to be a really serious illness he's yeah, gone through. Yeah, mystery. It sounds. Yeah, it doesn't mean he's going to be right to play on the eight, You know, around that time, he's probably going to need a couple of weeks. For you. I don't think he's been able to train. So this is really serious for someone like
5: Carl Valeri. Um Thanks very much, John. And, and look, that was a very, very significant call. That it is. We we tape this show, don't we? And we. There's a SoundCloud no, thing no, that you put yeah, it No, I'll on, just you yeah? edit that bit out.
6: <laughs> that was a that's, Melbourne that's Victory been fan. Pedro,
5: that edited out. Pedro,
6: the producers are editing that,
5: that out That was right. an authentic <laughs> Melbourne Victory fan saying <laughs> Do you know how Warren much trouble John right? is
4: going to be in with his mates? That, that <laughs> <laughs> He agreed with you. Warren said that,
5: didn't he? Good we on you. said Warren was right. He did. Uh, did. Look, look, the hot topic, uh, not the hot topic, the
3: hotline tonight is it's the covering the cracks. Covering the cracks. Uh, Lazarus, do you think Lazarus tried to cover the cracks? Oh, look, (laughs) I don't know. I'm not going to get biblical tonight. Um, Con in Mill Park uh, wants to defend uh, Mark Milligan. It's got nothing to do with the fact you live in Milligan Park, is it, Con? No,
1: no chance at all, buddy. I reckon if there's another caller that uh, calls up and says something about Mark Milligan not being in the team, they shouldn't have be been calling up anymore. He's gone. you yeah.
6: over it, boys. Absolutely, Con. That's Colin. right. Absolutely. It's not... We really miss Rojas too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, there, there's some talk about missing Danny Allsop also. Yeah, yeah. But, Leandro so, loved. Yeah, absolutely. We haven't been the oh, look, same. He, they're not, he's not there. He's not coming back. And Warren, you started this. You've you've opened up that Pandora's box. You've led people to to the water. There's nothing to drink. That is
5: something that should have the cracks covered. Yeah, Pandora's yeah. box. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Oh,
6: Look, Mark Milligan's not there. They're still a championship team. They'll still be there at the end of the season. They're not going to fall away, right? They're just going through a bit of a, a slump at the moment. That's One all. win in
5: six, you said, Carlos, off air. You said yeah, that was a so disgraceful what? performance. Yeah, it, it's not
6: Melbourne victory to accept that. But they'll be there at finals. Oh, time. they'll be
5: there at finals. Okay, time. that's
6: all it is. That's all that matters.
4: As much as they uh, were disappointing tonight, they were worse last week when they won. They were lucky to win the game against Newcastle last they're, they're week. They, they, sto- were, they, were,
6: they were they were almost borderline incipid then by yep. Warren standards. We, we saw we so, saw we saw what happened to Melbourne City when they got some of their players back, Uh Navigo and uh, and some you know some of the long term injuries back in that side. It's changed them completely. When victory get their full compliment of players, back from the Ollie Roos and the injury aspect of it, in February you'll see the best of them again. That's when you want them to be you know, running hot.
5: This is the most fun I've had in radio <laughs> for a long, long time. Just you know, just for the sake of my enjoyment. If they hadn't managed not to get that <laughs> third goal, it would have been even better. Oh, no, look, look, to clarify oh, this, victory close, are still the best team in the competition. They are. At their best, at their very best, they're a really, you, really good side. You are playing side.
6: with everyone's mind at the moment.
5: <laughs> By the way, Kevin
6: Musket's listening to us driving up the freeway in his was. Volkswagen. He was no, no. He's listening to us, right? <laughs> Kev, ring up and have a go. Have a go at this guy, please. I want, I want the fire and brimstone halftime pep talk he you gave your team today, and give it to Warren. So give us a ring, Muskie. Hey, look, Kevin. I mean, Kevin,
5: Kevin would we... admit
6: there what? were
3: cracks. <laughs> We interviewed Kevin about, what, 20 years ago in, uh, <laughs> in England, so maybe let's uh, resurrect the conversation yeah. with uh, Muskie anyway. Uh, thanks for your call, Con. Uh, nine four 2 9 11 16, we're taking your calls right throughout the night. The Lazarus hotline and the, uh, the Cracks Are Appearing hotline as well. I'm not sure if that's what it's called. But uh, Marcus in South Melbourne wants to talk about tonight's match. G'day, Marcus. How are you? Rodriguez McGregor here. Yes, I, of course, hi, Rodriguez. Hi.
0: I did check up. He played in the World Cup finals, even. I got quite surprised when I checked that.
6: You've been very busy, Marcus. Good on you. You've got your own little hot topic going there, Marcus, (laughs) by (laughs) the sound of things.
0: Remember books. Remember the one that starts, it was the best of times, it was the worst of times, the age of wisdom, the age of foolishness, going to heaven, going to hell? Tale of two cities. That's what I reckon it is tonight. Okay. Pure Charles Dickens, you know. I think that Melbourne victory are a bit schizophrenic, aren't they? (laughs) I've
6: got to say, well, tonight's game, Again, if you're going to go a, a game of two halves, you can probably say that. Uh, but they weren't brilliant in that second half. They just upped the intensity. They did. Their quality in the end, Barbarousas lifted. Barisha got what he needed to do in getting his score. Barbarossa was a difference in that second half. Not only did he, uh, did he um, get the penalty, he also created that second, uh, the goal that Archie scored by hitting the crossbar and ricocheted back in by Archie. Uh, Barbarousas was the reason. But they still didn't play brilliant football in that second half. They just did enough to get back into the game.
4: Look, I think uh, according to what Zap, based on what Zappa said, I think Kevin Muscat was the difference in the second half because he ripped into them and, and, and demanded more mm. from them. They stepped up. I think, I think in the first half it was really hard because they had a lot of the ball. They just couldn't break break the lines yeah, because it was it was clogged.
6: Yeah, but yeah, but unless that, you got a messy in but your Vinny, team, that's a game plan too. I mean, that's, uh, Central yeah. Coast Mariners weren't pushed back because they were forced back in that first half. They just sat back. They sat back. They were comfortable. They played with victory in front of them the whole time. And victory, except for the one or two shots on goal, they got a lot of penalties, but they really didn't trouble the keeper at all in that first half. And Central Coast Mariners almost looked like they were going to score every time they attacked, which only about four or five times They were hanging out. They were hanging
4: out for the counter. But I think you and a a caller said it earlier, there there doesn't seem to be a plan B in those sorts of situations. And that's where... uh, Things need to be tweaked a little bit.
3: Thanks you call, Marcus. always nice to get a bit of literature on a Friday night, Vinny <laughs> Venezuela. You're uh, our Mr. Literature. Dickens
4: is a, was a very interesting man.
3: All right. Well, maybe in another show, Vinny, we well, can... Uh, f-
6: seven, what, Senator Ford forward for Leicester City in the <laughs> 60s,
4: was
3: he, or... Charlie. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um, hey, before we go to the break, th- these are the texts uh, that make us feel really good. Great show, guys. Don't know too much about the soccer... But you guys are making my understanding better. Chris McMahon Inc. Thanks, Chris. That, uh, that's what we like. To, we, we like to make sure that... Uh Everyone. Uh, this is, the game is for everyone. Yep. Not just the experts. Because we're not experts. Oh, Carlos clearly. is. Carlos is. <laughs> Sorry, Carlos. An Carlos. Carlos gave me a dirty look then. He said, Hang <laughs> on a second. <laughs> clearly an expert, Carlos. No, 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 no. He didn't. He didn't. Anyway, let's go to a break now. Central Coast Mariners and Melbourne victory uh, played out a three all draw. It was a, g- a very good game to watch in front of 14,268 at Simmons Stadium in Geelong on the Fort Diego's final whistle on 11.16 SEN, Melbourne's home of sport. Football is
6: like a religion to me. I worship the ball, and treat it like a god. Too many players think of a football as something to kick. They should be taught to caress it, and treat it like a precious gem. This has been a hot and sweaty, but strangely arousing Pelé Moment by the Four Diegos.
3: On 11:16, SEN the Four diegos. It is the final whistle here on a Friday night uh, when Melbourne Victory and Central Coast Mariners made the trek to Geelong. I must say it looked absolutely sensational on the TV, uh, Cadinia Park or Simmons Stadium, of course, and 14,268 people had a well, initially they didn't have such a good time, but uh, <laughs> certainly the handful of Mariners fans were pretty. Uh, they were cocka hoop, Warren, in the, uh, <laughs> in the, in the first uh, half. They were 3 0 up, and then Victory scored uh, three very necessary goals in the second half. So it was 3 all, thanks to Barisha, who scored twice, and Archie Thompson came on and scored Arch. his uh, 90th goal. 90th goal? That's awesome. I mean, you're so, scoring
6: 90 goals
3: mm, I think it's at any level. Uh, Ninth-
6: that's coming from a bloke who. <laughs> I scored one goal once off my knee, and it's because I shut my eyes as a little kid, and the ball hit my knee and went in. It's hard to score when your groins are just hanging. Yeah, by that's right. Yeah, no, I could have been anything with good groins. I'll tell I tell you that. I scored
4: fifteen in Did you? Did you? But, did yeah. You? Yeah. but I, I was one of those yeah, twirlers. Yeah, yeah, I twirl the yeah, thing. It yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. doesn't count. No tackling. Apparently. It's toy
3: football. <laughs> yeah, it's you just play, clearly. yeah, you got to play against people who are older than five. <laughs> <yeah>. but, um, <laughs> anyway, nine four two nine eleven sixteen. We've got uh, two opposing. Uh, Hotlines going tonight. We've got no, the there's Lazarus. There's only one hotline. No,
4: it's a Lazarus back from the dead hotline. You don't. You don't. Yeah, you just don't come change. back from yeah. three zip yeah, and right. and and not own yeah. it a
3: little bit. All right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. What did you say during the break? Three it,
4: it, zip is not an easy. Um score to resurrect and, and, no. and make the most of so kudos to melbourne victory yeah. good on you your second half was gold absolutely your first half was bronze <laughs> Full's gold. I don't half, know.
3: a glass half, <laughs> glass half full right yeah. over there vinnie venezuela and uh warren's hotline is um the cracks are starting to appear <laughs> no hopefully.
5: no no well the cracks have appeared the cracks have appeared. and they've got a bit of poly filler tonight <laughs> Davy and Cranberry says it
3: wasn't cracks, it was a Grand Canyon. There
4: you go. Now
3: he
5: Davy is a Melbourne victory fan oh, through and through. He? Absolutely he is. There you go. And he's Davey. finding finding it out.
6: Can I before I know we've got a full board of calls. Mm. It's like a Christmas tree, Rodrigo. But <laughs> it's I just want to go to board. one text. Uh, anonymous. Uh Oliver's five players, one regular in the victories starting 11. Yes, actually, it's too regular it's too, right now yep. by definition with Thomas Deng and also Jason Guerrier. The other three add, add the depth that one of our calls was asking about Muskie bringing in some mm. of the younger kids to just shake things up a bit. Well, if the ki- younger kids aren't there, you can't bring them in. And, uh, and that's the issue that we're talking about with guys like Scott Galloway. I'm surprised what's happening. He's really gone down the mm. the, the the actual ladder of opportunities. Uh, someone like Connor Payne, you know, he's always coming off the bench. He should be, you know, really pushing further for a starting spot there. Um, and uh, really, those boys would give you the depth for Muskie to have some other options available You, you add depth to this show, Carlos.
11: <laughs>
3: Thank you. All right, 942-911-16, uh, we're taking your calls. Half an hour to go with the uh, final whistle. All? Let's go to Bob in Good G'day, Bob. Welcome to the Four Diegos. Hey, it's, it's Bob
11: from Bourne, boys.
3: Oh, uh, oh, Bob from,
11: from yeah, well, Bulleen. It's, it's close. But it's that's, two, uh, different, two different cities, Bulleen and Bourne, gentlemen.
3: So you go right instead of um, left.
11: Just uh, in regards to tonight's game, uh, it proved that Musket is the brains behind that um, uh, conglomeration. Uh, <laughs> all, all broke loose at halftime. But let me just say one thing. At Bazanich, you wouldn't get a game for Northcote City. So the quicker, they get him out, the quicker they get him out, and the quicker they get somebody else in there, the quicker they can move forward, because we've still got penciled in 1st of May, uh, West Sydney victory at ANZ Stadium. That'll be the grand final. Just remember that. Absolutely.
6: I, I agree wholeheartedly, Bob. But listen, can you give us a critique about Oli Bazanich? Why so bad? Good. Not good. No, no, but have it, <laughs> can, can you give us some reasons why? Pathetic. Because we've had a couple of callers who want to get rid of Berisha tonight, no, no. and uh, and Ben Kalfala.
11: The only the only tweak Musket has to do is start playing a four-four-two attack, and all games should be played at Amy Park. <laughs> Going down there today is nearly. We just got home. It took us that Western Ring Road. We ended up wrong ring. Pathetic. All games at Amy Park. That's it. Okay, there you go. good on you,
3: Bob. There's a bit yeah. of a cross between Sam Kikovic and that yeah, comedian Stephen Wright, the very you know, yeah, head, yeah. deadpan kind. Yeah, of yeah. Guy. Oh, yeah,
6: yeah. I wonder I what, it what order a bit in like the pop, goblet because yeah, he, yeah, he, like he, like he raised a couple of issues there. Do you think the Western Ring Road was above the Oli Bazanic axing? There's a couple of things. I just wondered about the priority. Of I them. think he's hoping that Ollie will stay on that <laughs> Ring Road for the rest. <laughs> Oli Bazanic
5: plays a bit like the Western Ring Road. You just you just love
6: ending players' careers, don't you, Warren?
5: You, you've actually came Look, in before. I'm
6: going to end yep. Oli Bozzetti's career I've done a tonight. great job with Andrew Redmayne's know, career, happy, can really? I say. Yeah, I have absolutely. done a great job.
3: And just back to Bob, he wasn't very happy when we said he was from Bulleen. Yeah. You know, he's a <laughs> bit the of a other postcode, uh, yeah. um, not envy, but yeah, that, the opposite. Is that an issue? No, well, not, no. For him? Well, it's obviously, but anyway. Ray in Coburg. G'day, Ray. Welcome to the final whistle. G'day, guys. How are we? Yeah, good. Thank you.
0: Fantastic. Listen, um, I'm a Mad Melbourne victory supporter, and I've been following for, you know since day dot. Um on a real real big critique about kevin musket i can 't believe i 'm hearing these um, these praises Kevin Muskett gave the guys a kick up the butt at half time we were
2: three 0 down
0: and they came out and outplayed them number one, we probably played the worst team in the competition number two why don 't we come out like that from the beginning so do we blame
6: Muscat for coming out that slow, or do we blame the players? So, so you're criticising Muscat at the moment, Roy? What, what I, yep. are you criticising yeah, Muscat? You're saying, he's
3: saying this, the praise is why is the praise being heaped on uh, Kevin Muscat for um, giving them a spray at half time when you know the the player should have been up at the start?
6: Well, look, oh, that's fair my,
3: my, If my father was coaching,
6: he'd be giving me a spray at the start and at half time <laughs> and at the end. But uh, look, I suppose you know. A good, a good coach, and people will still probably argue against what I'm about to say, a good coach changes things or is able to change uh, the direction of the team. And at half time, that was as bad as victory has been under Musket. I think, really in that first half. Uh, in that second half, they were a different team. I didn't say that they were brilliant in that second half, but they were certainly more competitive. They were throwing themselves around more. And, of course, has lifted to a point where they started penetrating more. So, I mean, Muskie to be fair to him at the end of the game he took responsibility he for the for the poor you know start to he said the game it was a collective yeah issue. And, and including him mm. and so you know if you're going to go down that track if they've improved in the second half he's got to be thrown in that mix too you can't be bagging the coach when they've gone
3: badly and not giving him some credit when they go well interesting stuff thanks for your call there ray um make sure you call back uh, on the diego's uh over the next couple of weeks as well. G'day, Josh. Uh, You've called in on the final whistle. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much.
8: Um, I went to the game with my wife tonight, and I just thought, you know, the first half was really, really poor from the victory. Their passing wasn't, you know, on top of their standard, usually. Um, But I thought that second half was just, yeah, um, as the um, first caller said, it was a dominant second half. And, you know, with Archie Thompson coming on in that second half, he created so many opportunities for us. And it was just incredible.
5: Yeah, Archie did a similar thing in the second half, the Melbourne City game. When he really came on, he was the catalyst for, you know, more shots and, and greater opportunities. I think, um, look, there's an inconsistency of in performance from week to week and within games. And we've seen that across the last few weeks. I was interested in Kevin Musket's reaction to the Perth game a couple of weeks ago when he talked about them being a little bit nervous and getting a little bit tense. The one thing I will say, both in the Perth game and tonight's game, victory were very susceptible to the counter attack. They were against Perth at, at different stages of the game. That pace, particularly pace, and Austin tonight provided that pace and there were a couple of players in the Perth team that actually provided that pace and troubled victory. So maybe that's a little bit of an Achilles heel for the victory. I it a Oh, that's definitely. <laughs> oh, if you're getting a crack in the Achilles heel, you're actually. Yeah. I like so that is another crack. I mm. just came up with one without having thought of it. They're susceptible and vulnerable to the counter attack.
6: There you go. Anyone who's got all the ball and they're pushing forward are that. It's how they transition. Into defence again And that's where they're lacking A little bit so Stop being an
5: apologist For the victory
6: Look You you not long ago Said that oh, this team This squad You said it this year yep. Was the best team In the history of the A-League That's what you said Yep okay? Don't divert from that Okay You don't divert from no, that after you, after Even with cracks They're the best you're, team you're in you're the trying A-League to end no, at the players. moment they're not You're trying to end players' careers <laughs> you, you hate Kevin Musket Admit it You hate Kevin Musket And you'll do anything to bring him down, right?
5: Because you've got that power. My relationship with Kevin (laughs) Musket is about as good as my relationship with you. (laughs) You know, it's strained at the best of times, completely unworkable most times. I wanted to
6: change. uh, Josh, are you still there? No, Josh is gone. I was going to ask, because Josh is from Geelong. Yes. And I was going to ask him, just a bit of an aside question. Of course, all this week has been the talk about an A-League team, an A-League license possibly going to Geelong. Um, or they're vying for it in some way. Darren Lyons, their mayor, is uh, is talking it up at the moment. Just sure. want to know someone
3: from Geelong mm. whether they thought it was a viable enough place to have a team. Geez, that's a that's yeah. a third hotline going tonight. I nine four know. two nine eleven sixteen. Give us a call. Nine if four two if nine you're from nine
6: Geelong, yep. and you went to the game tonight, give us a ring and let us know what do you think.
3: Uh, your area can sustain an A League club. We'll promote you to the top of the order 9429 1116. <laughs> 9, now, just quickly, let's go through some of the uh, text messages. Hey, on 0433 11 16, FBK was European fit last year and was uh, two steps ahead of everyone else. He's now not fit enough to do the same things. Milligan is a massive hole to fill and was uh, the major drive in the midfield. That's James in Bark. Con, Con, who called in earlier, he won't be happy about the, the M-word being mentioned again. <laughs> that's right. Uh, Jeff in New South Wales. Uh, Jeff uh, sent us this tex- text message uh, in the first hour. Victory a gonzo this year. Can't possibly win the league and will be embarrassed in Asia. Hashtag musket out. Hashtag I sing for the Wanderers. That's Jeff Blacksland, uh, New South Wales. Look, yeah, that's, look a complete, a
5: that's a complete
3: overreaction.
5: <laughs> the Victory will still make finals at their best. They're the best team. They're going through a period, at the moment, is it a renovation?
11: Is it a <laughs> no, renovation yeah. they require well, like this the cracks, cracks you need to renovate? Yeah.
5: <laughs> you know, but it's just a little bit of polyfiller and a couple of coats of paint and you're back to being as good as new. Or is it
4: without Oli Bezanic because yeah. you want him
5: no, gone? No, I don't. You want Musket gone. Oli Bazanic. Look, I don't want him gone. I just <laughs> don't you think do
6: you don't like him? <laughs> and you don't like him not because of, you don't like him because he's got red hair that's how personal you get
3: <laughs> anyway let's take a break now on the final whistle Central Coast Mariners and Melbourne Victory played out a 3 all draw uh, in front of 14,268 uh, people at Simmons Stadium in Geelong this is the Four Diego's final whistle we'll be back with your calls and your text messages and a whole lot more on 1116 SEN Melbourne's home of sport
6: ok guys the rules of soccer are very simple if it moves, kick it. If it doesn't move, kick it until it does. This has been a half-time pep talk by the Four Diego.
3: Yes, you joined the Four Diegos. It's the final whistle here on a Friday night. Central Coast Mariners of Melbourne. Victory uh, played out a 3-0 draw. Ascroft, Bingham and Austin scored in the first half. Up uh, The first 35, mi- 35 minutes, actually. It was 3-0 at half-time. And then Melbourne victory had to slip into overdrive because uh, they were 3-0 down and uh, Barisha scored a, uh, from a penalty in the 60th minute. Archie Thompson came on and scored in the 66th minute and uh, Barisha scored again in the 91st minute to make it a 3 all draw. So there you go. As I said earlier, 14,268. Not bad. I thought on the TV there looked like there were more people there tonight. but yep. um, Overdrive, Rodrigo.
4: Rodrigo, R- can I just say, when, when <laughs> Archie Thompson came on... Is
3: it such a gear? Anyway. It's,
4: they switched into overdrive. When Archie came on, he was like Jesus bringing <laughs> Lazarus back from the dead. I knew that things were going to happen because Archie's been there before with the victory, and he wasn't going to leave that pitch without at least a point.
3: So, Vinny, you're you're the outwardly, you know, victory man here. Yes, you know. yes, I'm. Um, I'm I'll, I'll, I'll proud of that. And uh, are you? How are you feeling? Are you? Are you relieved were you relieved in the end or were you disappointed I was rel-
4: look i was i couldn't believe some of the goals that didn't that we didn't get because i just thought my gosh the soccer gods don't like us yet again because were I you proud we, of the boys i was proud of the boys because i think coming back from three zip is a very hard thing to do
3: there you go damn it there you go i, I think that'd be the sentiment of a lot of uh hmm. i was victory. spewing
4: about the first
6: half <laughs>
3: that's a neutral that's right. i think that's a sign of a champion team yep absolutely Definitely. 94291116, give us a call tonight uh, on the um, the cracks are appearing hotline or the cracks have appeared hotline. So
5: you – sorry for interrupting, <laughs> you. you drive, basically it. said that after being 3-0 down mm. – the victory went into overdri- oh, I can't overdrive. That they you went know. into overdrive. No, they
3: just actually switched on the ignition. Yeah, that's it true. was overdrive. It wasn't, it wasn't even <laughs> They, they geared up. Come on, <laughs> yeah. you can't pick <laughs> yeah. on that. That's oh, just a turn of phrase, there, Warren. Just they, ridiculous. they decided to play. <laughs> no, no, you know, victory weird. are so
5: big and so good. You know what? <laughs> they can go and into they, overdrive. They. Everyone feels intimidated cri- to criticise them, except me. No, just, there <laughs> is a lack of they're not too big to criticise. They're struggling. you them They're before. struggling. You're, you're, as I said before the break, you're, you're the only
6: one in Australia <laughs> who, who said, who stated on the record, that Melbourne Victory is the best, this Melbourne Victory team, not last yeah. year, it's this one here, this yeah. year, is the best team in the history of the
3: A-League.
5: Just because and Anthony DiPietro... I still, still say that. Their best is the best I've ever
3: seen. Just because, because De best. Anthony De Pietro leaves you out on all the invitations, <laughs> you just go so hard. But yeah. anyway... Yeah, where are the invitations? But uh, let's go to Dan in Fairfield. He wants to talk about uh, maybe some of the cracks at The Victory. cracks. G'day, Dan. Oh yeah,
2: there's a few cracks there in, mm. in Victory, and I'm not a Victory fan, not a Muscat fan, but I think the uh, this the crack talk's a bit over the top, and the <laughs> song about hashtag Muscat out. I think that's uh, yeah, that's I
6: ridiculous. Harsh. That's yes. harsh. I was just reading a text there. So mate. where are the weaknesses then, uh, Dan?
2: Uh, the obvious ones, Milligan leaving and then now Valeri out, leaves them short in the in the engine room and you're right, Bozanic isn't you know, that's uh, it's not like for like uh, that's a, a dropped off in quality there but we've still got some great players Berisha still got it, Barbarousas was great tonight but not, some of the young lads coming in haven't got it and it, it was a very funny game, victory actually had like, dominated the play, dominated the corner count but it was a ma- and even though they got back the three all and and created a lot of chances and could have won 6-3 or something. But it was amazing in the second half how many passes they uh, like, actually knocked out of play and, mm. and missed their targets. It was, uh, it was a very strange game, actually.
6: Yeah, the rhythm's are certainly not there for victory at the moment. But look, you know, I... I, I also, I'm not quite sure what phase of training they're in right now. Oh, because the of The old phase of training. Yeah, well, they've got the, the, <laughs> something that you don't understand. In elite sport. He they, runs they marathons, have, Carlos. The old yeah. phase of
3: training. Yeah. With yeah. Coke. Well, he, just, he, he drinks 10 litres of Coke a day, but yes. that's the issue. He, personal.
6: The fa- They've got the Asian Champions League coming up now. Who oh, knows? Yes, they might be yes. lightning it off. They might be running them a bit harder. Who the knows? Old phase of training. Oh well, you, you know, people in elite sport who have tasted it and understand it <laughs> would know that there's different phases of training. With you, you're you're it's called periodisation. Tra- you you Carlos. get into a jog, then you stop and have a can of coke. Then you go for another little jog, <laughs> another can of coke. It's becoming personal. They now. don't train
5: you're like that at Victory. The line.
3: <laughs> <laughs> they don't train like that anymore at Victory. Thanks anyway. for your call, there, Dan. You made some good points on nine four two nine eleven sixteen. It's a bit of time for you to call the Diego's nine four two nine eleven sixteen. Boys, think about it. If City could make the semi-finals from sixth last season, you might as well give the trophy to victory again. They'll be there, no doubt. Of course, Maybe. they'll, they'll be
6: there. So what are you saying all tonight? You're writing them off. You're taking pride no, in the fact no, no, that no. Just, you're you're no. criticizing them and no. no one else is. Of course we are, but we're just more even
5: tempered with our with our uh, you know um, critique of them. Kevin came on at the end of the game and talked about the fact that they needed to they need to work harder. Now, it's very we we're all responsible. We're all part of it. Now, this is probably the most significant downturn in form they've experienced under Kevin Musket's watch, okay? Now, up until now, they've purred along. They haven't been under a lot of pressure. Their depth has been unquestioned. The performance of their players has been unquestioned. I'm actually really looking to see, because for everything that we've seen in the last six games, we really haven't seen a response from victory. They've coughed and spluttered to a win against Newcastle last week. Their performance they haven't together. dropped they haven't
6: dropped the bundle, bundle in a in a no. work, in a in a workman like sense
5: but if they're if they're not addressing this behind the scenes, it's not business as usual yeah, but what are the problems but it's not
6: you know when Muskie talks about the fact they didn't work hard enough in that first half, it wasn't an effort aspect of it it was it was actually probably sticking to the game plan in that they probably didn't share the ball the way they normally would when they're at their top uh, when they turned over the ball they turned over it in the wrong areas and they didn't have the, the you know the, the defensive positioning to be able to deal with that that's why central coast broke and suddenly it was 3 on 3 or you know 2 on 2 and they always looked dangerous the discipline wasn't there so it's almost it's not the actual work rate it's actually the discipline to be able to hold your position when things aren't going right
4: can I just say, of all the games since the the loss to Wanderers, I think that started it all off. Th- that they've played the worst game was the Newcastle one, where the, that was was sloppy. That was the sloppiest football I've seen them play. I think the last caller was right that they they're missing their passing a little bit, but um, I, I, there are there are there are a few things that need to be tweaked a bit. But uh, I think they're playing good football. They're just not finishing the way. That, they can and more th- their opportunities to score have been uh, abundant. They just haven't uh, taken the opportunities. Poor crea- finishings,
5: poor football. Vinny. Well, yeah, but
4: creating, the, getting yourself in a position where you can score is 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 really hard these days. And when you have got teams that just sit back and wait for you, so they can counter, which Perth did, which uh, Mariners did,
3: it's very very difficult, Warren. Absolutely. Let's go to Peter in uh, Melbourne. He wants to talk about expansion. Uh, G'day, Peter. Welcome to the Diego's.
2: Thanks, guys. Listen, I just uh, thought, sitting listen, back, listening to the show, and uh, no, I'm not sure if you uh, covered this uh, issue of what's happening in the A League next year before in, in previous shows, but um, I've, I've had a bit of mail uh, from friends in Sydney that the, uh, with the Wellington team going out, replacement's going to be Southern Sydney we probably have all ordered that, but uh, it's going to be headed up by Timmy kale he's going to be coming back playing his last season and they're going to be based at uh, Cogger Oval uh, where St George rugby league play and uh, they'll be kicking off in uh, you know next day league season after this one
6: yeah Peter I, obviously you know that, that story. Yeah, you know, there's been a bit of a bit of a story coming out of Sydney for a couple of months now around the South Sydney thing, and I, and I don't think it's any accident that obviously there was a noise about possible Geelong license today uh, this week in Melbourne, um, in the Melbourne media. So I, I just think there's a lot of stuff happening in the media at the moment. But I, you know, I'd be very very disappointed if uh, the FFA aren't going through the right process where. There's a criteria to follow. There's a, there's a tendering process to follow. And they're just, you know, selecting it because, you know, Sydney's coming out louder that they should have something in South Sydney. I believe a team in Geelong would be as successful, even more successful, than a team in South Sydney. Yep, but it's going to be very interesting no. to see
3: what happens there. And uh, Tim Cale actually um, said well, he didn't know anything yeah, about yeah. it. Yeah, this, this week he's refuted that, but that doesn't mean, that he, doesn't mean Yeah, it. he might not be part of it. So Anyway, yeah. hey, let's take a break now on the uh, final whistle. Central Coast Mariners and Melbourne victory three all Tonight uh, was an interesting game, uh, but uh, we've talked about it all night. It's been uh, a lot of fun so far. But uh, let's take a break on the final whistle, 11-16 SEN, Melbourne's home of sport. If your coach is not fired with enthusiasm, he will be fired with enthusiasm. This has been a profound coaching moment by the four Diegos. You've been listening to the final whistle tonight. Melbourne victory had a 3-0 draw with Central Coast Mariners. Barisha scored twice in the second half and Thompson scored as well uh, with his 90th a League goal. In the end, it was a 3-0, as I said. Uh, good comeback. Hey, thanks for your calls tonight and also your text messages. They've been absolutely good. Fantastic. Uh, what about uh, the City game, Warren? Just quickly, they are take on uh, Western Sydney Wanderers tomorrow. City will win.
5: Although Aaron Moy not playing and Franich not playing. Part of Moy's be back. back. Moy, Moy's uh, back. No, he's in the squad, but Crack Ribs, my word oh, is, no, my just, mail. They just, they just tape him
6: up these days. The mail is he won't play. I have mail. That's got to <laughs> be because he's probably going somewhere else, you know.
3: Could be a draw. Could be a draw. That win, could be win, win. Yeah. Grand final... Uh
5: Grand final preview, preview tomorrow night at <laughs> Amy Park.
3: <laughs> That's it for this week's show. The final whistle will be back next Friday, but of course, the Wednesday night show will be on as normal. Remember Carlos? Where the Puerto Rican girls hang out? We'll be there. there?
5: Wherever you Samba, Rumba and La Bamba,
3: we'll there?
4: there. Remember the girls we threw it on the balls at
5: their feet?
3: We'll be, be there. Wherever gringos play football, we there?
2: there. We are the Fortiego. Ole!